Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have a guest from Canada. Uh, Jill Wright is uh, the owner of Grow Like a Mother. She is also an author, podcaster, and coach um, from Ontario, Canada. Do you want to go ahead and let us know what you do and who you serve? Yeah, thank you so much, April. I'm really excited to chat with you today. I'm Jill. I'm um, an alignment coach, but more than anything, I'm kind of like a mentor for moms. So my role is essentially to help guide moms who are feeling really out of um, alignment with themselves. When you come into motherhood, right, you get this sort of like big shift in personality, identity, everything changes. And almost exclusively, the women that I work with have found themselves at some point in that early journey, like, who am I? So the work that I do helps guide them back to finding their sort of themselves in their new role, but also who they were at their core that hasn't shifted and giving them tools and tactics to be able to just continue to grow in their own goals as they navigate motherhood at the same time. I understand you're a bit of a time management expert. (laughs) Can we go down that rabbit hole for a little while and just let us know how have you, um, I guess, practiced time management and uh, improved it over the years? And I understand you do have more than one role, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so much to unpack there, but time management, you nailed it. It's definitely a practice. It's something that I have um, dug deep into in my own personal journey as I navigated being a business owner and still working um, in like corporate. Um, And so not only having the two careers simultaneously, but then navigating being a mother and a working mom at that too, right? I think that is such a, a difficult thing for anybody. And if you don't have the skills, you can so easily get overwhelmed with like the chaos of it and, and just feel like life is running you. And I was so sick of feeling like that. So I, um, I dove deep into personal development just for my own self before I even really started the entrepreneurship journey. And I learned a lot of things, but I really found that I couldn't implement them when I was a mother. It was like, I didn't have the time, space, energy, financial resources to do the things that I was learning about. And it was really frustrating. So I got really good at adjusting them and adapting them to fit with my lifestyle. And I thought, well, why is no one talking about how moms can do this? So that's kind of where Grow Like a Mother started is like, you can do this. It's just in a different way. So yeah, now I guide people. I have a whole, um, like one of the uh, offerings that I have is actually called Mom Time, where we sit down and we like, audit your calendar and talk about where you're spending your time and what are your goals. And like at the end, create this really unique time ownership strategy that's actually going to work in your life because like you can Google it, but you know, so personal. If you looked at my screen time stats on my iPhone, you could probably see (laughs) um, where some of my time is going though. I guess I do share my phone with my kids sometimes. So they watch YouTube while I'm like driving or something, but of course, um, but that's one place that I know a lot of people are worried that they're losing time Mm -hmm. um, going down that, um, what do you call it? Doom scrolling where you just kind of keep going. Yeah. Um, Are you, are you working full-time in the corporate job too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. So I'm, I'm in a kind of a unique position with my time is that I, um, I'm kind of like a a halftime parent. I co-parent with my kid's dad. So he has them three days a week. I have them four. So I get three days a week just to work like Mm. just me. Right. Mm -hmm. 
which is a huge advantage and privilege that many moms don't have like time away from their kids. And for so many years, I also didn't have that. So I kind of find myself in this like time positive situation, or at least it feels that way. But I have a a nine to five job that I commute to and commute back from. And then I do, I have my own podcast as well as the coaching that I do and the writing that I do and the public speaking that I do. So it's really like every minute counts because every minute there's always something to do. Right. And it's so much right now about prioritizing um, and saying no and like setting boundaries. That's a big piece that I'm working on right now is being able to know when to say yes and when to say no to things. And what uh, do you use to determine what you'll accept and what you won't? A couple things. The first thing, it always comes down to your values and those deem what your priorities are and where you're spending your time, right? Because if you can get super clear about the values that you hold, whether that's like uh, home cooked meals, right? Or if it's sleep or if it's, um, you know, no less screen time with your kids, which means that you're going to have to be present to do something with them, depending on their age, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if those are important things to you. Then you need to be making sure that your calendar allows you time for that. The other thing that I use and I encourage all women and moms to use is their intuition. I tap into my intuition all the time. Like, is this something I should be doing? Does this serve my best right now? Like, is this something that I should spend my time, money, or energy on because I also think of energy and money as resources that we could spend like we spend time, right? We Mm -hmm. should budget those things too, in my view. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And then what are some things that you found yourself cutting out personally? Oh, um, well, the news. I am on a news diet. I do not listen to the news. I do not consume the news. I haven't since COVID started. I'm super empathetic and I take on sort of like all of the hurt of the world Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't, I was like, no, I'm done. I still hear about all of the important things that are happening. Right. Um, but I don't consume media anymore in that Mm -hmm. way. And so that freed up a lot of time for me. Right. Because Mm -hmm. even something as simple as listening to the news on the way to work, well, now I listen to a podcast that's going to help me learn about something or will give me a creative idea for a new project, or I can use that time to call a friend because like, I've got a 45 minute commute. So like that time that's 45 minutes that I'm getting back both ways mm-hmm. by not, not tuning in. Right. Um, I gave up not in an official kind of way, but I gave up TV a lot. There's a couple things I like, but I cut my cable. I've got like the Netflix and whatever, but when it's not accessible, and you're making the conscious decision to go and find something to watch, it really makes you think like, wait, is this what I want to be doing? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Were you, did you, in the past, did you just have the TV running? um, My ex-husband did. He always had the TV in the background. It always drove me bananas, right? But then you get sucked in. Uh I don't know what it is about the mom brain, at least mine. I'm like, if something is, if somebody is talking, even if it's on TV, I'm like zoned in. I can't. I can't tune it out. Like I, mm-hmm. I can tune out kids bickering, no problem. <laughs> but like background noise, I can't, I need to focus on it. And uh, so that was always, that was always a challenge for me for sure. Yeah. I've been on a little bit of a similar path as you um, for, oh, by the way, how old are your kids now? Uh, three and five. Okay. So back a few years ago. So my oldest is 12. My middle kid is 10 and my baby is seven. And so several years ago, um, I had to do that too. I, I cut out all news. Um, and part of it was just because it was, 
I didn't have enough bandwidth. I was working third shift. I had babies, infants, breastfeeding, all the things. And there just wasn't enough like of me to keep up with it. So my husband and I had a pact where I would keep up with like family things. Um, I was on social media. He wasn't. Um, and so I would let him know, like if something big was happening, if we were invited to something and he would let me know if there was something big happening in the news. And it was a pretty good arrangement. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, he never paid attention to international news and I did care about that, but there was probably about six years. I just didn't get the news other than through him, which was fine. Um, and then for social media, he's not on it. I am still. Um, but I have time restrictions on my phone and they alerts me and my kids will be like, mom, you have time, you know, your phone turns off at a certain time. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need that for me too. Mm-hmm. We all need those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's one of those easy to consume things, right? It's always available. You pick up your phone. It's just for a few minutes. Right. And then you find something and then you if you're like me, forget what you got on your phone to do in the first place. I hate that. I'll pick up my phone and I have the intention to like add something to my grocery list. But then I see that there's a notification in my email and I think, oh, I better check that. And then I go down, you know, social media and phones can just suck so much time. I recognized at one point that my fingers had muscle memory mm-hmm. and they would just like did, 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 go straight to, I mean, even if I would try to hide like say my Facebook or whatever I was into at the moment down deep into like a folder in the back screen within a week or two, my phone, my fingers would just be like, do, 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 right. All the way to it. And, um, sometimes I've removed the app completely so that I would have to navigate to a website if I needed to access some, something. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, the news you talked about that. And, um, I did eventually right around the time of the pandemic, I actually got more interested in the news. And I did like the, um, there was a couple of different news sources that would give like a quick recap um, or what's coming up, you know, for the day we're in Arizona. So we're three hours behind like the East coast. Um, And so a lot of things had usually already happened by the time I got my thing. Um, So the quick five, you know, top news stories recap was a way that I kind of basically got back into the news. Um, But actually just two days ago, I deleted all of those subscriptions Um, And now I just have my Echo Dot (laughs) play, um, like basically five minutes of news for me in the mornings. When I wake up, um, it's just kind of my new morning routine as I'm getting awake. (laughs) And that's working. That's working because it's not taking away from anything else. I mean, I would just be like basically, you know, looking at my email otherwise. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And I love things that don't take any extra time. That's one of my biggest tips for moms, especially like you don't have to fit anything. You don't need to find time to do some of the things that are going to help you. You just need to work them in a way where it's not extra time. Like do your gratitude practice in the shower. You know, you're already shower, you know, like wherever we can work in, like do the news while you're like, listen to the news while you're brushing your hair and putting on your makeup, doing your teeth, like whatever that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. The moms that you're serving, are they mostly working moms or stay-at-home moms or a mix of both? It's a mix of both, but most of them have some sort of role outside of the home in addition to the role of mom. Yeah. And are they located in Canada or are they all over the world? It's kind of interesting. It's most of the women that I work with in a one-on-one are in Canada, 
all over time zones, but then a lot of the, the majority of the listeners of the podcast are actually in the States and in, in Europe. So I think that's kind of cool. I love how with technology, we can reach so many different people that we would have never been able to connect with or cross paths with. I just think that's fantastic. When you're working from home, um, what situation do you have? Like, are you working in a home office or are your kids running around and you're just doing like emails? How does that work? You, you are doing um, calls with people. Yep. I, I literally can't work if there's any noise. It's hilarious. So I have to have kid free time. So for me, um, I do it on the days that I don't have the kids. If I can get away with that, mm-hmm. um, I schedule many of the pods that either I'm being interviewed on or that I'm interviewing guests. I do those like Monday and Tuesday evenings once mm-hmm. I'm home for my nine to five. And then on Sunday, after I drop my kids off around nine in the morning, I use the bulk of my Sunday to do my admin stuff, any social media stuff that I've got going on. Um, if I'm developing course content, I'll, I'll record things like I'm not one to, you know, get myself done up every day, except I have to usually when I go to work, but then I come home and I wash my face and I'm, you know, back to me. So I'll put my, I'll do my hair and I'll do my makeup one time and I'll try and record any reels that I need or promos. Um, and then what I like to do also is wake up before my day starts. Sounds like I'm nonstop working and it doesn't feel like that, but work for me is self-care. So it's kind of a twisted scenario. But I'll wake up at five and um, edit the podcast maybe before I go to work and I'll do smaller chunks before breakfast um, because I'm real. I've gotten really good at breaking my tasks into manageable chunks. So um, I've heard it referred to one time as like salami time where you you take small slices of like a tube of salami. Imagine you're cutting like slices. Mm-hmm. And so to get the if the project is the whole salami each slice can be a task and you can just do like one slice a day. Or if you've got a, a 20 minute, you just do one slice of that, you know? So that's helped me a tremendous amount. So work is self-cared. When do you have downtime? Uh, I don't take a lot of downtime. I'll be honest. I'm relentless about sleep though. Sleep is my um, rejuvenator. It's like a literal nutrient for me. I go to bed. If I have the kids, when the kids go to bed, I don't work after I don't have the energy or the mental capacity to do that. And I've learned that. So I always go to bed at like eight 30, maybe nine. And then I'm up at five. So I get my full sleep. And then throughout the day, I find that my time for me is in that commute to work. That's my podcast time my learning time. I read or I listen to uh, books like audible books, audiobooks, And so I just fill that time. I get an hour and a half of time in the car for me five days a week. And that is my sort of like fill my cup. You know, if I, I'm very lucky that my role in corporate allows me to be a bit flexible with my time. So like if I have therapy that I need to go to, you know, cause I've recently started that back up because I've got a lot of changes happening in the next couple months. So I'm like, I just need like a grounding. Um, so anyways, I can take time throughout the work day to do that, which is super helpful as well. Does your corporate job allow any flexing to, or hybrid or work from home at all? So, <laughs> so the role, like the work that I do is all online. It's like digital marketing and e-com. Um, So you'd think so, yes, but the company that I work for is very old school. And so they haven't 
culturally made that acceptable. It's very much like if we can't see you, you're not working, which I mean, for us in this generation is so insulting, really. Um, but I can understand it, right? Because the the people who I work for are all in their 60s and 70s, and it's just not there. They don't understand it. So yes and no. Yes, the work that I do could absolutely be done from home. Um, but no, I'm I'm not permitted to most times. So, wow. Um, yeah. But what were you there with them during the pandemic times? Um, when, it's funny. During the pandemic, I was self-employed. Um, so no, I wasn't corporately working during the pandemic. I had actually, um, April, the timing was so bad. I started a retail um, consignment store for women in my town in um, in March of 2020. So I had just recently left my corporate job in hospitality, which I most of my career had been hospitality, hotels, catering, that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. decided like, now is the time I've had my babies. I'm finishing my mat leave. Like I'm going to do this. And then the world fell apart and the business didn't survive as so many didn't. Of course. Um, So then I found myself back in corporate, but I was like, I'm still an entrepreneur. Like I've learned about myself that I need to be in, in service and and working towards something that I can control. Um, So as I get to the point where I can financially sustain that and just that, then it's that sacrifice of having to be in corporate as well. So it's really two full-time jobs. The pandemic was traumatic for everybody in so many ways. And that sounds like a doozy. I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, it was a big learning curve. I got to see like a business go from like full circle beginning to end. It was really interesting. Hmm. Um, I learned a lot from the experience. Um, Are you commuting into, into Ottawa? Yeah. Yeah. So I live in like a suburb in the outskirts and the drive's only 20 minutes, but the traffic here is ridiculous because we're a government town. And so um, everybody goes down. Like when the government allowed people to work from home through most of the pandemic, traffic was better. Um, And during the summer, it's a little better, but I also live right by our hockey arena. And so when the senators have a home game night, traffic going this way is just absurd. It's crazy. When the senators, is that the name of the, yeah, the, sorry, okay. the Ottawa senators. That's our, yeah. That's I'm like our imagining the government officials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got those senators and then we've got the Ottawa senators. Oh my goodness. All yeah. Alrighty. So, um, you're using your commute time to, and from your corporate job for personal development, for your work from home side of your life. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, books or, uh, audio books or podcasts that you recommend? Oh my gosh. So many. I recently listened to a couple books that were really good. One was called, um, believe it. Jamie Kern Lima wrote that one and she is the founder of it cosmetics. So, um, really inspiring story about all of the challenges and failures she had building up her business from zero to like selling it to L'Oreal for 1.2 billion. Like, uh- wildly successful. Did you read that one before or after your own business experience with, uh, after? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just finished that one. Um, what else? I love all things, uh, like woo and spiritual too. I just finished, um, listening to a book called manifest by Roxy Nafusi, and she had some really cool, um, compact ways of understanding how manifestation works. So that's really cool. Um, in terms of podcasts, I love for parenting. I love listening to, uh, I think she calls it. Oh crap. Parenting now, Jamie Glowacki. She's, <laughs> she used to call it. Oh crap. I love my toddler, but 
Oh, if I yeah. If not, you can put that out. But um, <laughs> she's just fantastic. She's from Rhode Island and she's great for parenting. Um, and I love listening to business podcasts. I love astrology. Po- it's like all over like um, neuroscience and history, like literally all over the place. So it sounds like this is your downtime when you're doing that commute and you're listening to whatever, you know, meets your fancy that day. That sounds like when you're decompressing and just absorbing. Totally. Um, but you're also an author. What did you write? Yeah. The book's coming out this year. I'm so excited. Um, it's a, it's a book that's called happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And it's basically a companion, like a a life companion kind of. So it's not the book you pick up and you read through and you're done with it. It's the Mm -hmm. type of book that you flip to a page, you read a couple, and then you put it down and you pick it up again and you don't have to read it in order. It's very much like each section. So there's the four, the happy, the healthy, the wealthy, and the wise, right? Mm -hmm. And each of those sections has affirmations, uh, you know, journal prompts, quotes, um, all sorts of little stories and tips within that subject of the, of the chapter. So it's, uh, it was super fun to put together. I had actually been collecting these sort of tidbits for like 20 years, just in a word doc. And I'm like, I need to do something with these, you yeah. know, it's about time, Jill. Yeah, I know <laughs> finally. And I wanted to do like, um, you know, those page a day calendars mm-hmm. where you can like rip and it just has I a little, blurry. that's what I wanted to do with it. And then I thought, but I don't want people to throw it away, you know? Mm-hmm. So how can I package that? in a book format. So that's where I'm kind of stuck right now. And I will admit that I'm procrastinating because I haven't figured out like the content is done, but I haven't figured out how it's going to be packaged. So do I'm- both, Jill. Can't you yeah. not, can you not just yeah. do both? Cause you know what? I have those throwaway calendars. It was like the far side and like just yeah. funny jokes and stuff. And I keep the pages. I literally do. Too. And then I look through them again another time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe right. I'm a hoarder. I don't know. <laughs> I have a couple up on my bulletin board, actually, from like three different calendars right now. Yeah, right. One. Yeah. Um, my husband, actually, we framed, I framed some of those for my husband for um, a wedding present from me to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love so it. Not everybody throws them away, but um, you could do both formats. You're right. Thank you. You've like just given me full permission. I'm full steam ahead with this. Thank you. Um. What was I going to go with this next? Um, you have been writing and it's been a 20 year work in progress. And then, um, but it's a companion. Oh, that's what I was going to go with. Okay. So it's a companion, but what is it a companion to? It's a life for anybody. It's just like a life companion. Like, oh. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And do they, um, do the tips and tricks or whatever coincide with your your business, your coaching business, or is it just independent from that? Yes. And no, because so many of the things that I coach moms on are universal. Um, but I've tweaked them in a way that's specific to the working mom. Um, but the book is not, not targeting moms specifically, you know? So I would say it is more universal. Like I can see, I envision this being a gift for someone who's graduating university, you know, or like a mother's day or something like that, where it can be for anybody um, who's interested in making themselves a better version of themselves or getting through something hard. Is that something that people will be able to find on Amazon in the future or like through your website? Yeah, both. I'll, I'll be putting it on both. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, don't forget to give me your website. <laughs> we can find that. Will. 
Um, okay. So I know that you meet with clients. Are you doing all of that virtually like through zoom or phone calls? Yeah. So when I do one-on-one work, it's, it's usually virtually, uh, very few people that I've worked with are located here in Ottawa. Um, but when I do speaking engagements or group workshops, I do those both. So I do have like, um, small businesses that I'll go in, I'll, I'll do a workshop on goal setting, let's say in a little locally owned plant shop, or I'll do, um, a speaking event at, you know, I did an international women's day speaking event at a local community center. So those types of things are local and that's really fun. Um, but even like I have a monthly mom meetup, that's a free sort of just mom circle, you know, I call mm-hmm. it mom circle. Um, and we just sit in community and, and there's something that I'll teach each month, but, um, it's very much a community-based thing and that's virtual. Um, and I love that because so many people can come in different time zones, but also catch a replay. Cause as we know, like we might have good intentions to attend something that we think is, is valuable to us, but then somebody gets sick or like we had a crazy day or to be able to have access to replay some of these things, I think is really cool too. So if I remember right, you said Mondays and Tuesdays um, evenings after you get back, that's when you're recording your own podcasts and like yeah. interviews. Um, and then Sundays, you're doing more of the admin. Is that when you're like reaching out to people, finding guests and finding clients? Like, are you, are you advertising? Yeah, I do it kind of on the, um, throughout the day is when I kind of do all of that outreach email management, like I will take five or 10 minutes. I try to touch things once. That's a big time management tip that I have is like only touch something once. So if you see an email come in, you can't deal with it, then like leave it, don't open it. Like it'll get lost. So I'll go when I have pockets of time, like five or 10 minutes, I'll hop on my email, see who I need to get back to, see who I need to reach out to. I have a couple of platforms that I use to find podcast guests. Um, And then in terms of my, um, my networking and advertising for the coaching piece. I have ads that run on Facebook and Instagram, which bring in people to a free offer, which is um, so great because when I can automate something, I'm hundred percent doing that. So I don't have to do the work every time. Is that offer your free video series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Which you're going to mention at the end of our session here today too, right? Absolutely. Um the the podcast guests um websites is do we find each other on how do matchmaker matchmaker I the one that so, sounds yeah. like a dating service but it's I not know, I know. um what other ones are you using um some of the other ones i use are just facebook groups like private groups mm-hmm. uh, for podcasters or for authors sometimes i am in writing groups as well but i find those really valuable to be able to connect in a in a community with like-minded people you make so many connections. I've, I'm also part of some networking, um, like women in business networking groups locally and online. So I kind of just, people always ask me like, how do you find guests on your podcast? And to be honest with you, like a lot of people will just find my email or reach out or something like that. But, um, it's these groups where I find the most valuable connections. I've had a little bit of a conundrum finding um, guests who are employees mm-hmm. um, because the em- entrepreneurs will pitch themselves to me. So mm-hmm. I'll usually hear from people who are, um, you know, a coach or, um, you know, just they have some sort of business that they want to promote and they're actively looking for ways to do that. And so I, yeah. I get their information really easily. 
um, usually don't have a hard time finding, especially male, co- uh, like male coaches and things like that. Cause they're ready to promote themselves. Um, I do struggle to find the employees. And usually I hear about that more through, Oh, did you know that so-and-so does such and such from home? Oh, can I interview them? So I have to pursue those people. So you're right. both, you get, I get you to, well, actually you don't work from home though for your corporate job. So nope. I, I found you for the coaching side of your business. Yeah. Um, and then for you, um, are you interviewing other experts or are you interviewing moms? Like what's the style of your podcast? Yeah, it's uh, mostly they are moms, but doesn't have to be everyone I've interviewed thus far is a woman. Um, but yeah, they're experts in some field, like, and it's so varied because my personal interests are so varied. Mm-hmm. I, I just finished editing a pod, um, before I got on a few, when I had talked to someone who's an animal communicator and a medium, which was such an interesting experience to chat with someone who's got that type of lifestyle. So different from most of us. Um, I've interviewed people who are experts on like ADHD parenting or, um, you know, I've interviewed trying to think back so many cool people, a lot of other coaches who are specialists in either like, um, guilt, um, or time management or, or mindset shifts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's been so many, I, I have a couple authors that I've interviewed. Yeah. Just all over the map. One thing that's been exciting for me is to just learn about the very many different ways that people can make money. Oh my God, it's crazy. Um, and from home, um, which is just opened my eyes. Like, I think I've mentioned this a few times recently, but when friends and family who don't work from home come to me, they usually only have one or two ideas of what work from home looks like. And I'd be like, listen, I've interviewed over a hundred people now with different jobs, like all different jobs, every kind of different job you can imagine and different environments and, um, different workspaces. Some people only work from the basement. Um, I interviewed people that work while walking on a treadmill the whole time, you know, and the home office in the closet, like me, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, and like just how people have been adaptable and made it work. It's, it's exciting. I used to work, um, so my son, right at the beginning of the pandemic, just to add, you know, insult to injury here with all the things that happened during that time, but my son was diagnosed with autism um, when he turned three, when the pandemic started. So I found myself with the new business, but also needing to take him into town because I lived in the outskirts on the other side of Ottawa, take him into town for therapy appointments, like four days a week. Oh, wow. And through because the pandemic. It, yeah. And because it was the pandemic, I was not permitted to enter the the therapy space with him. I had to wait like in the hallway. Wow. So I would bring my laptop, I would hotspot myself and I would plan like payments to consigners and all my admin work, all my bookkeeping, like anything that didn't need to be shop specific. Mm -hmm. I would do that in the hallway of, you know, a behavioral therapy unit or a speech therapy, you know, someone's home sometimes, Mm -hmm. or I'd sit in my car, I still sit in my car. Sometimes if I have to do um, podcast interviews that people are not available during my free time because Uh of time differences or whatever. I go to my car and I record podcasts in my car because that's my lunch break at work, you know, and I'm there and that's just what I have to do. So I'm a big proponent of like, just fit it in somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. You just do it everywhere. I don't think I've recorded a podcast from my car, but I did do one from an Airbnb, I think a couple of times. Yeah. Um, like with, I did have Wi-Fi there. I didn't have to hotspot or 
I guess if I were to have to record one on the road, I would just do it from the zoom app on my phone. Yeah, exactly. I use, uh, I use anchor. It's not called anchor anymore for my podcast. Oh, right. Spotify for podcasters or something. They've been around for forever. They're yeah. like one of the old ones. Yeah. yeah. And you cool. can just record right on the app. You know, it's fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do I, video as well with yours? I do when I'm on Zoom. Like I'll do this, but I don't use, and I should, um, I don't utilize the video portion. I only use the audio. Mm. And for me, it's because I don't have the bandwidth at the moment to do anything with the video. Mm-hmm. So I, have it. And I may, I want to up my YouTube presence because that's such a valuable space to be in. Mm-hmm. But I also have more like a, a more short form uh, format for the pod. I right. try to keep them under half an hour because moms are like, I don't have time for this. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And that probably goes along better with anchors um, time limits for the different price points. I feel like when I was looking oh, at some of the different podcast options. I, I knew that if I was going to be doing one or two hours a week, I would blow past all of their limits and be like in a very expensive plan. <laughs> right. No, I just use a free one, but to be honest, most times I do record on zoom. So maybe that's how I'm not coming up against any limitations. I wonder, because I, I do pay for the zoom like mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. I, I think it has to do with how much you upload in the end too. Um, cause I use captivate FM for my podcast now and they were, um, the best price point for how much volume I knew I was going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yours are a longer form than mine for sure. Mm-hmm. Which I'm a talkative person. So yeah, I, love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be who I am. Right. Yes. To that a hundred percent. All right. So when you're speaking with people who are working from home and they are needing some help with time management, what kinds of things are you seeing recurring happening again and again, and that, um, you are navigating them away from or toward Mm -hmm. distractions is the biggest one I find. Um, because when you're in your space that you live in, it is so easy to be like, Oh, I'll just do this quick when I'm here. Right. Like, I'm just going to put on the dinner. I'm just going to flip the laundry. I'm just going to check my personal email because it's here, you know, on my personal computer where I'm working from, or maybe the driveway needs to be shoveled because it's just no 30 feet, like whatever. Um, and so I find that the biggest thing is the distractions and I coach people to, um, work in smaller chunks of time. If that suits everyone's work style plays into the time management strategy as well. So we have to work with that, but, um, for most people, they can accommodate a, a shorter sprint of time like a Pomodoro, um, method, right. Yeah, I use those and all the time. Yeah, exactly. But also things that you can do, like turning your plane or your plane, your phone on airplane mode when you're working, right. Mm-hmm. Turning the notifications off on the laptop. Um, if you need to like locking yourself in a room, taking your self outside or to a different space, if you can't work at home, right. Making sure the kids are not there, that you've got care or whatever your distraction looks like. I like the time limits on social media apps and things like that, but they're so easy to override. You know, you can just override it yourself. So at one point I gave, um, I gave it to my husband and I had him set the passcode. Um, and that got annoying really quick because all of a sudden I needed the address that was locked into my Facebook and I had to call him to get the pin to unlock my phone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So he was like, you know, I don't really want to be your gatekeeper. Can you figure that out? (laughs) I find that's the thing, right? Like we can all, we all 
can work around these strategies very easily, right? We're smart people. We we set them up with the best intentions, but then life happens, right? And so when it comes down to it, ultimately at the end of the day for everyone with time management, it's all mindset. All of the work that I do starts with mindset because if you can get clear on why you're doing something and what the outcome is going to be for you, what the result is, what's this, what is that going to mean for your future, for your goal achievement? Why are you doing this thing in the first place? And you can stay anchored in that, then you're not even going to worry about the distractions, right? Because you're so focused. I feel like in my experience that everything is so personal because I would say 50% of my people say that they work too much when they work from home, that they don't know how to turn it off and they have to physically close the door and turn off the laptop and, you know, close it and be gone. Um, And then you got the people that are working, you know, and dealing with all the distractions around them and, you know, they just have different battles. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like what you're saying, like, you kind of have to take inventory of who are you, what's your personality, what are your distractions, you know, what are your priorities and like personalize that plan for them. Um, I have a really difficult time putting my phone on airplane mode and I've had a couple of reasons, um, or a couple experiences that, you know, drove that decision. Um, we have had some health problems with family members in the past. Um, very big emergency situations, um, where I just, for the last basically 25 years, no, 20, 20 years or so, I just, I'm not comfortable with being, you know, not accessible for emergencies. Um, and like the one time I set uh, my phone on do not disturb, um, while I needed to take a nap because I was working third shift and I had only slept like two minutes, um, the night before while my kids are at school, I put it on do not disturb, but you know, they have the phone numbers that can ring through. Yes. Well, the outbound number from the school, when I forgot to pick them up, um, didn't go through and they didn't repeat the call. They didn't try calling my husband and my kids just sat at school in aftercare, um, which thank God they had (laughs) for like two hours. Oh my God. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I must've set my, I must've been so tired. I set my alarm wrong that day. I've done and that. so now I'm like, I can never use do not disturb again, <laughs> unless my family's with me. Right. Um, but I had a good experience the other day. I was cat sitting for a friend and I was at his apartment and he couldn't remember. He didn't have his Wi-Fi password for me available. He was already gone. Um, and I think he would have given it to me, but it just was inconvenient. Like we couldn't figure it out. And so um, I was like, no, no problem. I'll just hotspot. No big deal. And I realized that I had enough equipment with me and I had enough papers and I had enough on my computer that I didn't really need the Wi-Fi. I could work offline for a while. And I had my phone, um, but I was using my phone for a focus mate session. So it's kind of like the Pomodoro method, but with accountability partner, Um, you do like 25 minutes or 50 minutes or 75 minutes with another person who are like side by side with you. And you're both just working. Um, You'd state your intentions at the beginning. You state, you know, how did you do at the end? And, um, it's very effective for me. I'm a social person, but the rule is that you're not supposed to talk the whole time. You just talk at the minute, the beginning, the talk of the minute for the minute at the end. Um, and I love it. Um, and so I had my phone set away out of my reach with the focus mate session on. So I couldn't go to my phone to like, keep like texting or like checking things. Cause I literally had someone on camera there and that was my camera. Um, And then I was working offline on my computer and I was like, wow, this is very effective. I can't touch my phone and I'm not able to like scroll the internet right now. And I had plenty to keep me going. 
So I will probably do that again sometime. So if someone needed to call, it would go through. Um, but it limited me from my distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing is there's always something that we can be doing <laughs> other than the thing that we feel like we want to be doing right in that minute. Right. There's always more work to be done. There's always. And I try to be paper light in my work, but, um, every once in a while having a hard copy has saved my butt. Like if I'm working on someone else's resume, I can print off a hard copy of their old resume. Um, and maybe sometimes even some of our notes from the questionnaire so that if I do go to a coffee shop, um, and then I find out their Wi-Fi is broken, which has happened more than once, um, that I can keep working. It's great. That's amazing. I personally love paper too. Like I'm probably one of the only 30 something year olds that has a paper agenda, like a calendar planner. Mm -hmm. And I can't, because I, I don't like the digital one. I I need to have paper. I love paper books. You know, like I've got a journal that I carry around everywhere. Just notebooks, notebooks, papers Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, not the most environmentally friendly, but it's, it's the way that my brain works, you know? And so I can totally appreciate needing that paper. I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm pretty resistant to like tech too. Like I use it all the time, but somewhere in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh, this is just, I need to be old school. You know, like this is too crazy now. Um, but there's a really big movement though. I mean, like even like the bullet journal movement Mm -hmm. or whatever, whichever style you're using is it's huge. So there's Mm -hmm. a big following. I have never, I have bought journals a hundred times. I usually do them for about three days and then they're done. I've learned to not buy planners that have dates in them because I will find them again five years later. Right. And the dates will be obsolete. So I like the kind that are, you know, like you write your own date. (laughs) That's what I used to. Yeah. Um, but I, I really live and breathe by the reminders on my phone and the calendar that I have in my phone. So that's, I've decided to use that. And we've integrated a family calendar so that my husband can now see when there's like family events. So he, he likes to plan ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and that way, you know, he has no excuse, but to know that it's there. So, um, okay. Let's get into the end question that I usually like to have. Um, so I'm assuming that at times you have had people ask you about working from home and how to make it work. What advice would you have for someone that wants to do it for the first time? Mm. So you gave me a heads up that this is a question coming and I was like, okay, cool. I can handle that. And then I put it aside. So, um, now I have to answer you. I would say that there's no wrong way is my advice. Like figure out what's going to work for you and don't be afraid to try something and have it not work because that's how you're going to learn what is going to be effective for you. Right. And pay attention to when you get in flow, because we all know that state where like time passes super quick and everything just feels good. And for me, I need to do my creative stuff in the morning and I need to do my admin stuff in the afternoon, you know, and I've just sort of learned that through trial and error. And for you, it could be the complete opposite. Maybe like you need to be head down in the morning and you get creative when you're trying to fall asleep, you know, like, but just paying attention to your natural rhythms and what your circumstances are externally are, because we all have different um, responsibilities and external things that we can't change. So work within it and be flexible until you find your groove. That was very succinct and amazing. Thank you. You mentioned a book that you, a couple of books that you liked. Do you have any other um, tools or tech or um, equipment that has helped your work from home part of your life work better? That's great. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I love automation. So um, for me, um, 
a lot of apps that I use, like I use Flowdesk for email. I find really great. I always try to automate my social media posts in advance and schedule them. So that's just like the meta scheduler or whatever. Um, let me think about this. What was the flow thing that you mentioned? Flowdesk. It's an email. Work? It's an email provider. So basically I have it all set up so that if someone wants my video series, they put their email in and it's already set up that they get um, put into what's called a funnel. And so the emails go to them at predetermined times with all of the information. I do it once and it goes out. And then once they're finished that, that flow, that funnel for the free, um, for the free series, then I put them, then they automatically go into like a nurture sequence. Well, I just, I serve them up and give them lots of value. And then, you know, then they'll go into the sales series where it's like, Hey, I've got this thing. Are you interested? Yeah. your nay. And if they're not, then they don't get emails about that anymore. Like it's all it's front um, heavy in terms of the work that goes in, but once you set it up, it's done and it can run on autopilot. So anything that I can do like that, I love. That sounds good. Yeah. So flow desk, flow desk. And then what else did you, were you saying? The, just the meta um, business suite for scheduling Facebook ads, not ads, posts and Instagram posts, because it will allow you to schedule them, I think 30 days in advance and you can schedule them whatever time you want. Like I've noticed my audience is active early in the morning before the workday starts. So that's when Mm -hmm. I want to get to them, but that's when I'm busy. Like I don't have time to go and sit and do my post and write my caption. I do that in advance. I batch it and then I schedule it. Same with my podcast. Like I love anchor because I can go in. I'm sure they're all like this, but I just go in and I schedule my pods for the month. Bing, bang, boom. I do everything in the same platform. I record my ads. I record my intros. I do my music. I do my editing. I do the recording sometimes all in one place. So lots of tools like that, that for me work super well. Do you know if the meta that you're using um, prioritizes your post because they're using their platform versus like a third party, like Hootsuite? Yeah, it's definitely, you get a little bit more exposure by using their platform, but not a lot. Do they, do you pay for that service then? Mm-mm. No, it's just, there's like a scheduler portion of your app in your business suite. If you have a business page. Mm-hmm. Um, so both my accounts on Instagram and Facebook are business pages. So, and they're all linked. So everything can flow to both. I don't have to post a thousand places. Right. But I did when I had my consignment store used later as an app to schedule and we noticed I had a VA at the time and she was doing a lot of research and she noticed that any of these third-party platforms typically are penalized a little bit on, you know, on those meta platforms. Yeah. I've wondered because we've used Hootsuite, um, my editor and I, um, and it says like scheduled by Hootsuite. And I'm not sure if that's like visible only to me or if it's visible to my I'm not sure. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I think they don't, they don't like me using Hootsuite. So maybe, or maybe it's just Hootsuite's way of getting some advertising exposure. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. That's curious. All right. So if someone wanted to get tips and tricks on time management and working from home or just managing their life and their kids, especially moms, um, how will they find you? Uh, So my website is livingwithheart.ca. Uh, Cause I'm here in Canada. It's a .ca. All of the products, free resources and uh, paid services are on there as well as the blog and links to the podcast. But 
If you are on social media, I am on Instagram and Facebook and starting TikTok. It's Grow Like a Mother on all three. Uh, That's the name of the podcast is Grow Like a Mother. And uh, I'll give you the link so that if you um, want the free video series that you can grab that right from the show notes. Right. So I will include those, the Grow Like a Mother and the Levine with Heart. Yeah. Dot CA. Alrighty. Any final thoughts before we wrap up today, Jill? No, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was really great to chat with you. And I hope that just one nugget of, of wisdom throughout our conversation has inspired someone to make a little change in how they work from home to make their life more effective. Absolutely. I'm going to just speak one moment to my listeners. If you listened to this podcast and you also have a story you want to share about your work from home journey, whether or not you are an entrepreneur or a employee or freelancer or consultant of whatever, I usually look for people who are working from home a good chunk of the time, at least 50% or so. Um, In your case, you're just working a ton of hours. all the time. Um, so yeah, you can reach out to me at www.yesiworkfromhome.com forward slash podcast forward slash guest. And that will bring you to our guest interest form where you can give us your information. And then, um, you can also email me at April at yesiworkfromhome.com. Thank you so much, Jill, for meeting with me today. And I will let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you, April. This has been April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home and we'll see you next time. <laughs>